Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It Podcast with Brittany Page and Jesse Dallimore. Welcome to the show, everybody. Episode 876 of I Doubt It Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today by the lovely, talented, and as always, scholarly, Brittany Page. Not to start the show with some riveting weather talk, <laughs> but the oceans are the temperature of a hot tub. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, currently it's 98 here in Washington, D.C., but it feels like 108. I just checked it right now before we click start. Oh, I just tweeted about it, and it was 107. Yeah, so, so it's, it's going up. getting worse. And the humidity is 51%. Mm. It is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And I know that it has been bad elsewhere, especially in Arizona. I was just doing envelopes for stickers for new Patreon supporters yesterday, and we had several new Patreon supporters who live in Arizona, and so I, we are thinking of you, and we are hoping that everyone is staying safe. It's very dangerous. It's very scary, especially for people who don't have a place to live, who, yeah, who yeah. don't have a shelter, so we're definitely thinking of them. On this note, you know what I'm real, real fucking tired of? is watching Republicans like Steve Scalise and others say shit like, oh, breaking news, everybody, it's summer and it's hot in the summer, completely discounting the radical nature with which the weather, in this case, you know, it's climate is the overall, weather is the day-to-day. The weather is oppressive on people's, uh, on certain populations that, don't have air conditioning to come to in their house. That's what he was like. Oh, crank up the AC. Good for you, rich fuck. Not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Now, <laughs> we are going to we're going to transition off of the weather talk because like I said, I don't I don't want to bore the audience, but we recently had visitors from out of town. My nephew and his mom came to visit, and we took them to do a bunch of sightseeing in D.C., as mm. you do when, you know, you have an aunt who lives in D.C. And we went to Mount Vernon, which is somewhere you had never been, somewhere That's right. I had never been. The adult home of George Washington. Yes. And, boy... Is there some great customer service there? (laughs) I could not believe how great the customer service was. (laughs) Everyone was so welcoming. They definitely didn't wish we were dead. It was great. It was great. Do you think people 
are getting what you're doing here? You think the the sarcasm is laid on thick enough? Do you think they know I have waders on to wade through the sarcasm that you just laid down? So those people were dicks. Yeah, here's the first person who wished I was dead. I walk in. You have no idea where to go. It's also raining its dick off outside. Yeah, it was a terrible day to go, but you can't, again, weather talk. And so I walk up to the information desk. Well, you've got to paint a picture. There's no signs of mansion tours start here, blah, 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 none of that. Yeah, there's you can't figure out where to go. And all these kids are running around, all these tour groups. You know how they have these giant tour groups from, like, kids that are from out of town? Chartered buses just line the entrance. Yeah, Yeah. and so I I go to the information desk, and I'm like, hey, we have the the mansion tour, I guess is what it was called. Mansion. And and we, we don't know where to go. And so she, this woman, grabs a map from the stack of maps, opens it, starts explaining to me on the map where to go. Doesn't look up at me I at all ask, while I'm talking to her. On the scale of one to ten, how good was the eye contact? Yeah, didn't look up at me once. Not when I first came up to the counter. At no point did she look at me. And then she just pointed out on the map where it is and then folded the map up and handed it to me. Again, not looking at me. And didn't point in the room, like, where I should head. Right. And so I turn around thinking that none of you guys saw this interaction, and I'm just kind of sitting with it, like, huh, was that weird? And I turn around and look at you guys, and you're like, what the hell's going on at this place? I was ready to leave. (laughs) I was ready to... And they just... They've already fleeced us for $30 a person. Yeah. I was ready to fucking go. Yeah. And And that was the first rude (laughs) moment. There were, like, 15 different ones where everybody was a disgruntled dickhole. Yeah, these people are very unhappy there. I don't know if they're not being paid well. I don't know. I don't know. By the way, it wasn't just us. We witnessed what <laughs> if someone had had their phone out and was recording, yeah. it would have made a beautiful TikTok moment. <laughs> yeah. Because a lady was, you go through the mansion and they just repeat the same canned info. I mean, they could have just hit play on a recorder and had it on a loop and right. not had any humans there. But so a lady missed. So if you're not in the right in the group that's in the room at the time you're going to miss out on what was said and a lady just happened to be like at the tail end of the group not in the in the in the full group and she asked oh so what was this again and he's like i'm gonna repeat it i'm gonna repeat it again and again he said to her and she's like okay i i just i didn't hear you yeah yeah I mean, aggressive. Yeah, I would I would say that she had a different response. She had kind of a passive-aggressive response where she smiled with her teeth. That's right. And was like, okay, I didn't hear you the first time, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. asking a question. And it was very tense. Everyone turned to look, and we were all like, oh, is this going to escalate? <laughs> well, I've never seen a reverse Karen situation, mm-hmm. but that tour guide guy yeah. was absolutely a Karen. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, apparently it's rough to stand in front of George Washington's bedroom and tell everyone that's the bed he died in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently that's tough to do over and over and over Well, I think, I mean, being, working in service to a slave owner, to an enslaver of hundreds of human beings whose net worth was nearly a half a billion dollars in today's dollars, it's got to be taxing. It's got to weigh on you. Yeah, and they did have... (laughs) They did have um, a, an area to honor the enslaved people, 
And that they put up way after the fact. But, yeah. I mean, it's there, so that's good. Yeah, and it was strange to kind of walk the path and where George Washington is buried, they ask for, like, silence out of respect. And I didn't see that sign in time and was kind of, like, laughing and making jokes with my nephew. And then <laughs> I uh, kept walking and then you see the um, enslaved quarters where where they have the the memorial, and they ask for silence, for yeah, respect. Yeah. And it's like, well, that seems a little bit more uh, where you would have the res- the re- silence for respect is yeah, actually yeah, yeah. there, and not necessarily where George Washington is is buried. Yeah, it seems weird to have it right one right after well, another. You have, and- wa- you have to go by George Washington's tomb, his grave, whatever, where his he's interred. To get to where the enslaved people were, like, just unmarked graves, and then through archaeology or through whatever the term would be, they've discovered where the graves were and and marked them. But at the time, it was just, yeah, go dump them. Yeah. Fucking, ugh. Yeah. So, sorry if I was struggling to get my thought out, or it was apparent that I was struggling to get my thought out, because in my mind, I was like, wow, I'm really struggling to get this thought out, but... <laughs> Sweepy is upstairs barking, and oh, I can she's hear going her, insane. and I don't understand what she's barking about, so I guess we'll just find out later. Well, um, I think she sees that it's 108 <laughs> degrees outside, and yeah. she's unhappy about the, the, the situation. No, she tried to lay down outside. She wanted to be outside for longer. So uh, we have a few housekeeping items that we want to get to. First of all, we're delaying the hangout for tomorrow because we didn't announce it, and we don't want people to be confused. So um, look out on, on the new date, which we will announce. We are doing bonus content for Patreon supporters. And the first one that we are doing is a Q&A Ask Me Anything episode. So we've made a post inviting your questions. So if you are a Patreon supporter, you can go to that post, leave a question. We've already gotten a few, some fun ones that I'm really excited about. We're trying to make it not political. Yeah, I mean, it can be political, yeah. but it, it's nice if we don't have to talk about politics all the time. It'd that would be, be way great. easier on uh, us if it's not, you know, analyzing the the whatever. <laughs> Looks like you're also I, focused on the I'm already tired. I'm tired even thinking about it. Yeah, so... <laughs> I also want to say that some people are messaging their questions on Patreon, which is fine, too, because some people want to remain anonymous. Some people want us to read a name that is different from the screen name. So if you're worried about that, just send us a message. You don't have to comment on on the post. So uh, definitely look out for the bonus content, which we are excited about. That will be, I think, Patreon only. We're we're, we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's get to some listener communication. We have an email here from Alyssa. Alyssa writes, Hi, Brittany and Jesse. I don't think most people research their opinions very well, so I cringe when I hear trusted political commentators say things like, Unfortunately, that is what we got, R.E. Biden at 5038 into the podcast. We are in a knockdown, drag out fight for a better future. Every vote will count. Many people will forget everything you said right before that and begin to seriously think about voting for any other candidate, Democratic or even, God forbid, a Republican, because all they think they heard you say is that you don't like Biden. What could it hurt for you to repeat, stress, reiterate that you will be voting for Biden because he's far better than anyone else out there from any of the parties? 
Thank you for your show. That is clear, honest, no holds barred, in our faces, wake the hell up people. Alyssa. So two things. One, thank you for believing us to be trusted political commentators. Two, at the end there, you said honest. You're thanking us for being honest. And that is exactly what we endeavor to do, and that is exactly what we did, um, which is what prompted this critique. You would have us not be honest about our opinions. I do believe it is an unfortunate. I don't want Biden to run. He is going to run. He is what we got. I am going to vote for him. Biden is too old. He is in too much um, disarray. It's too easy to poke um, criticisms at Biden. Biden is not as, as, as progressive as I would like him to be. Uh, as I said last time, this, in spite of him not being personally progressive, he has led the most uh, progressive administration in the history of the country. And I would put him up against FDR in that case because, you know, Biden didn't inter over 100,000 Japanese people because of the way they looked and where their ancestors came from during World War II. So certain things are unforgivable in my case, and human rights abuses are, uh, as evidenced by the the tone and tenor of our talking about George Washington. Uh, and yeah, I do put it in the same in the same boat. So um, it is for me, and unfortunately, Biden's our guy. However, Biden is our guy. Secondly, or thirdly, or fourthly, if you think that that's all we're going to have to say on the matter and leading up through the primary and the general election, we're not going to, well, we already said, unfortunately, that's all we have to say. We're going to be championing the candidacy of Joe Biden all the way up until November of 2024. Don't worry, Alyssa. Don't worry. We're going to be here, those same honest and trusted political commentators to run our fucking mouths, um, taking up for... The, the next term of Joe Biden. Don't forget, Jesse D., we're recording this on video right now, and your YouTube audience does not like when you swear. Oh, that's right. Sorry, guys. So, <laughs> I, I, I like this email because it represents criticism that we get from both sides. I mean, there are people who are unhappy that we are not taking Marianne Williamson seriously. Yeah. That we are not taking RFK Jr. seriously. Well, I get we get voicemails both on the Dollamore Daily number and the I Doubt It podcast number from one certain guy. I think he lives in Texas or something. Who it used to be every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, saying, "You have to tell the people Joe Biden is unelectable. Oh, we need someone else." It's absolutely on both sides. Yeah, and we had someone actually recently write us and say that we only focus on the negative aspects of Marianne Williamson. In another person, we only focus on the negative aspects of RFK Jr. And what I would say to that is that we uh, there's certain things that make you disqualified. Yeah. In my view, there are just certain things that you are no longer a legitimate candidate, in my view. And um, the things that we've talked about with both Marianne Williamson and RFK Jr., those things make them not qualified, in my view. Yeah. <laughs> and so why would I be like, well, they're anti-vax, but also look at this. They say other really positive things. Yeah. I mean, with RFK Jr., it's hard to tell what that guy believes. He's being funded by Republicans. Uh, Ron DeSantis recently said he would appoint him to positions of power in the DeSantis administration. Right. I mean, come on, right? The, yeah. the, the signs couldn't be more clear that this guy isn't a Democrat. But getting back to Alyssa's email, because I 
went off the rails there. Uh, you went off the rails. I thought <laughs> I went off the rails. Uh, off the rails related to the actual topic. Yeah, we're, we're going to support Biden, but we wouldn't be being honest if we're not being critical because we we are more progressive and he's not as progressive as we want him to be. So yeah. we would want someone who's more progressive who also is not anti-vax and who like doesn't want to be friends with Russell Brand. You, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I also want my my Democrat president, my honest Democrat president to not call Kevin McCarthy an honest man. To not call Mitch McConnell within the last few months an honorable man. If we're talking about what's honest, that's not honest. Yeah. So and if and if it is honest and he truly believes that well, then what the fuck do we got going on here? Yeah. So we're going to continue to have disagreements. And and I, I don't think that we should shy away from those disagreements with whoever we're talking about, because it is about being honest. But you are right, Alyssa, in that it is serious and that people definitely need to vote for Joe Biden. So it's disappointing to see certain people who consider themselves leftists propping up people like RFK Jr. or at least allowing them into the conversation as though they are a legitimate alternative when when they're not yeah yeah well again you know look we'll we'll put it to bed here Alyssa. um joe biden hasn't done a bad job he's been dealt a bad hand uh he has a a, a kirsten cinema and a and a joe mansion but he's he's done uh quite well with the hand he's been dealt so looking forward to a second term um hope that his health remains robust and uh, he's going to be, he has earned the vote of Jesse Dollimore and I I think I'm not out of bounds to say Brittany Page. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the email. We appreciate it very much. If you too would like to call or email, it is 657-464-7609 and of course, uh, I doubt it, at dollimore.com. I think we have another email. We do, but it's related to some some news that we're going to get to about Prager U. So we're gonna mm. we're gonna put a pause on it for now, yeah. and we're gonna take some time to thank our Patreon supporters yes. because we could not do this show without our Patreon supporters. So thank you to our new Patreon supporters, Barbara H, Barbara H, Suzanne M, Suzanne M, Paul P, Paul P, John, John. Neater H. Neater H. Jim M. Jim M. Jessica LM. <laughs> Jessica LM. So I'm not sure how to say this next name. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it. Okay. N I A M H. N I A M H. C. C. Yes. <laughs> So thank you, as always. Correct if, us it, it, of how to say it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We we want to be corrected, especially especially for the people who are supporting the show. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, if you're not supporting the show, uh, <laughs> we don't care as much. We'll call you Gary when your name is Todd. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, all of the Patreon supporters. And if you, too, would like to look into, we're not very good at this. If you'd like to look into becoming a patron, uh, go to patreon.com slash I doubt it podcast. So, Florida has uh, just approved PragerU to be used in public school classrooms, meaning that, well, let's just explain PragerU. People might not know what this is. So, Dennis Prager is a radical right-wing religious zealot who makes content online 
and you've done numerous videos about yeah. Dennis Prager. And, just a bigot and a just unhinged. And the many different people that he invites onto his platform to do content for him. I yeah. think Jordan Peterson has done videos for Candace him. Candace Owens, Adam Carolla. It's all the usual suspects. Yeah, many right-wing figures go to him to, to do content to put up on his channel. So they created a Prager U, which is, you know, like... Trump, Trump University. University, yeah. <laughs> where they now do educational content. For children. Yes. And now it's approved for use in Florida public schools. Mm. I mean, this is scary stuff. Yeah. So we actually got an email from a listener who is in the education system in Florida. We're going to keep it vague because they want to stay anonymous. And they actually forwarded us an email that they received from a director of social studies and the arts in the Florida Department of Education. And in this email, they they say that we would like to inform you of an instructional material called PragerU Kids. PragerU Kids has been reviewed by the Florida Department of Education and is aligned to the revised civics and government standards. You may want to consider using these supplemental resources when teaching the revised standards. Wow. And then it links directly to various PragerU lessons. Yeah, listen, <laughs> if, if, if you think that every teacher is a liberal or every teacher is going to be constrained by the facts and accuracy in teaching, you're really fooling yourself because there's a lot of right-wing dummies who are there as an as an instrument of propaganda to further the lies and the misrepresentations of history, especially by conservatives. Yeah. So before we get into these lessons, which we're going to go pretty pretty deep on this, because I watched a lot of the content today, I sacrificed my YouTube algorithm. They think I'm a nightmare now. Yeah, They're it, recommending videos to me that are horrible. It's fucking nuts, right? Yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna recap this a little bit and just kind of start from where where all of this started, which is the news that Florida, in their new education standards that were referenced, that they are permitting teachers to state that enslaved people developed skills that mm. they could benefit from in in slavery and Ron DeSantis has kind of been responding to this in different ways depending on the backlash that he's getting so let's kind of start with the Republican candidates responding to how Ron DeSantis has handled this over the past week I didn't do it, and I wasn't involved in it. Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis tried to distance himself from the curriculum controversy, but it didn't work. I didn't do it, and I'm not involved in it, are not the words of leadership. Florida's new history teaching guidelines, approved last week, stem from a 2022 law Governor DeSantis called the Stop Woke Act. Governor DeSantis started this fire with the bill that he signed. The new standards say Florida students should be taught about the harsh conditions slaves endured, but also about how slaves developed skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. They're probably going to show um, some of the folks that eventually parlayed, uh, you know, being a blacksmith into into doing things later later in life. That comment drew a swift rebuke from fellow Republican presidential candidate Will Hurd, who tweeted, slavery wasn't a jobs program that taught beneficial skills. It was literally dehumanizing. 
NAACP President Derek Johnson. We all must stand together as a nation to ensure we don't find ourselves going backwards, that we stand united as a country and not try to remake history. Two of the authors of the guidelines say they proudly stand behind them and that they were, quote, developed using a methodical process within our work group. They want to replace history with lies. The nation's first black and Asian American vice president traveled to Florida Friday to condemn the new standards in person. I am deeply concerned. Because let's be clear, I do believe this is not only about the state of Florida. There is a national agenda afoot. She's not wrong. So Ron DeSantis seeing the writing on the wall now that he's being... (laughs) Harangued. Yeah, attacked for this. (laughs) And rightfully so. I mean, he defended it. Yeah, He tried to say, listen, I had nothing to do with this. But also, I mean, this is probably what they're going to say. And it's reasonable, right? Right, That they parlayed their skills. It's fine. Listen... They would have never been the blacksmith hadn't they been beaten and tortured and raped and abused systemically. And if they were lucky to get out of it having not been murdered, they they could uh, shoe some horses and be a blacksmith. Right. So now that he is starting to realize that this is not popular, (laughs) yeah, uh, this is now how he's responding to questions about the curriculum. Were there beneficial aspects to slavery? That's not what the curriculum says. What, what the do curriculum, you think? What the curric- no, there's, no, it's not. And the curriculum is very clear. You have, I think it's like 200 plus pages of all kinds of stuff that you can't read that. Have you read it? So what's your opinion? Have you read it? What's you your, re- I'm you asking have, your opinion. But, but you haven't read it, so I'm just, just making that clear. That makes it very clear about the injustices of slavery in vivid detail. So anyone that actually read that and then listens to Kamala would know that she's lying. And again, sure, it can it can teach both. And that's really what the curriculum is getting at, is that they are permitted, teachers, to talk about the terrible conditions, the harsh, harsh conditions. They're permitted, but they're required to talk about the other. Well, I think they're required to do both. I think in the, what I'm just saying is the curriculum says you talk about the harsh conditions, but you also talk about that they were able to generate skills that they then benefited from. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. Ron DeSantis doesn't want to touch that. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, I'm not going to talk about parlaying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> None well, of that Well, he's got a lot me. of backlash, even from black Republicans. Yeah. Byron Donalds. But you notice there, his tactic is anytime he's challenged in a way like this, he tries to turn it into an aggressive... Um, hostile debate between he and the journalist. Have you read it? Have you read it? Did you read it? Did you, oh, you didn't read it? I just want to make that sure everybody's clear you didn't read it. Well, that's not... The question isn't about what the journalist's understanding of it is. The question was, what is your assertion about this particular education standard in the state that you're the governor of, dipshit? Right. No one cares if the journalist read it. Yes. You're the one who's running for president. You're also the one who's overseeing the implementation of this. You're The buck stops here, unless you're Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Right. Ugh. So let's get into the... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. The PragerU situation. Dilemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So, like we said, Florida is now using PragerU content in public school classrooms. Making it available and encouraging educators to utilize Dennis Prager, quote-unquote, university right-wing unhinged clips in a classroom to indoctrinate. That's what this is, to indoctrinate children with lies and propaganda about the whitewashed version of history. And we want you to be fully informed about what this means. So we're going to start with a promotional video that the PragerU CEO, Melissa, Marissa, sorry, Strait, posted on the Prager account on YouTube, um, notifying parents her excitement that Florida is now going to be using PragerU videos. And I want you to <laughs> listen to the language that this woman uses when she is describing the content that will now be shown in public schools. Friends, I'm ecstatic to make this groundbreaking announcement. PragerU is now making it into schools. A couple of years ago, we launched PragerU Kids because parents have been frustrated. Teachers have been frustrated. We have seen that our schools have been hijacked by the left. They have been politicized. They have been used by union bosses. They have been doing everything under the sun, not for our children. And so we have launched PragerU Kids and we started providing great edutainment, educational entertainment for children across America. But we didn't just stop there. Now we're actually making turnkey curriculum content for your schools. And the state of Florida just announced that we are now becoming an official vendor. This means that if you are a teacher in Florida, you cannot be fired for using PragerU content. You can also rely on our resources in your classrooms. And we are just getting started. Additional states are signing up. Go to our website, PragerU.com, and find out which other states have been working closely with us so that we become an approved vendor in additional states across America. You should know that the left is trying to fight us. They're trying to take us out of the schools, and we need your support. So please go to PragerU.com and sign our petition to keep PragerU in schools. We know that you know that our content is clean, it's great, it's patriotic. We teach civics, we teach financial literacy, we teach goodness and wisdom and all of the things that should have been taught in schools but are not. And so help us stay in schools, help us make it into your schools. Go to PragerU.com. Um, find out how you can get involved and help us fight for America's kids. A lot of the, like, do we need to teach patriotism? Do we need to teach those values? I mean, is that the, the, the role of education? Aren't we supposed to teach the truth, the accurate history, not propaganda that they're celebrating, that they, they're making it into schools? And, oh, by the way, now... You can't be fired. <laughs> what? What is happening? Yeah, it's it's scary stuff, especially with the. I'm serious. I spent like two hours watching Prager. Uh, U better videos. you than me, sister. And <laughs> and let me tell you, I mean, they have interesting segments. Not that they're good. I'm saying that they are 
created to appeal to kids. They're very colorful. Yeah. They have a series that we're gonna we're gonna play a lot from Leo and Layla. They travel all over the world. They time travel. They have a little remote where they type in a place or a person, and then they travel there and they talk to Martin Luther King Jr. You know all these different people, which Booker we're, T. We're Washington. Get to. Yeah, but. They also have a segment where it's like around the world, I think is what it's called. And they go to different locations. You know, the one in Canada, they criticize um, the healthcare system in Canada. Well, of course. And in um, in L.A., they talked about uh, the police. That was the, the topic of the one in Los Angeles. And we're not going to play a, a large part of this, but I, I want to give the audience a flavor for how they describe... George Floyd. We know how George Floyd was killed by Derek Chauvin. He was uh, choked. His, his Derek Chauvin's knee was on George Floyd's neck for you know ten minutes. We know how he died. Derek Chauvin convicted of murder for this offense. Right now, now that you know that and your your memory has been refreshed, I want you to hear how the Prager Kids lesson will teach kids about George Floyd. Then, in May 2020, George Floyd, a black man who resisted arrest and was held under the knee of a police officer, died while in custody. (laughs) Died while in custody. I was not ready for that. Died while in custody by a man who was convicted for his murder. Not for manslaughter or whatever lesser charge. Murder. Mm-hmm. But this is what they want to teach children. I mean, if there were, we could end it right there and everybody could be satisfied that our claim that this is propaganda and lies and just a conservative narrative, they would get it. Yeah, and I mean, they're going to teach kids this. They're going to teach young people yeah. that like some teacher in Florida is excited that they're able to show these videos and a kid may learn about George Floyd for the first time from this video, and that is what they're going to come away believing. It's horrifying. But it doesn't stop there, because like I said, this Leo and Layla segment where they you know, go into the past and meet people, they are brother and sister. Layla is older, Leo is younger. It's not necessarily relevant, but in this specific instance where they travel to meet Booker T. Washington... The lesson is supposed to be about independence because Leo is like struggling to do things for himself mm. and his sister is finding it annoying and wanting to help him learn the value of independence. And so in this clip, you're going to hear a lot of conservative values and conservative themes coming through. And I wonder if you'll be able to pick up on them. We're really sorry that you have to deal with segregation and racism. Your sympathy is nice, Layla, but know that you have nothing to be sorry about. You and Leo have done nothing wrong and have indeed been quite respectful. Future generations are never responsible for the sins of the past. Okay, I'll keep doing my best to treat everyone well and won't feel guilty about historical stuff. Good, you shouldn't. You and Leo will probably never experience oppression at the level we blacks do now, but someday you will have a teacher or coach or boss who treats you unfairly and makes life more difficult than it should be. By training yourself now to be self-reliant, you'll be ready for it when it comes. So, if we can take care of ourselves by learning skills and working hard and improving who we are, 
then it won't be so bad if life gets unfair. And it can all start with you making yourself some snacks. It's kind of like being able to do more for yourself not only gives you freedom, but also gives you a shield against people trying to hold you back. That is exactly right. I hope this is the lesson you kids came looking for. It was such a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for talking to us, Mr. Washington. Uh. So, of course, it starts with the... You don't need to feel guilty about stuff that happened in the past, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, well, then I'll definitely not feel guilty about historical stuff, Mr. Washington. <laughs> well, they're obsessed with the guilt angle. Yes. Obs- uh, conservatives, obsessed with yeah. white guilt, with guilt in general about uh, our history, our past. And look, I'm, I, I don't feel guilty about what took place. I didn't have a hand in it, but do I feel badly? Yeah. Do I feel dismayed do i feel helpless sometimes yeah yes absolutely but it's it's this twisting of the narrative giving people permission i believe that that if you don't have to feel guilty then you don't even have to feel bad about it just like ah who cares i had nothing to do with that those people just do your thing the other part of this is the clip that didn't the part of the clip that didn't get played i was upstairs getting a drink when you were listening to it It was Booker T. Washington explaining his founding of Tuskegee University. And they don't even cover why is it that a black university had to be founded by a black man. They don't even even gloss over the fact that blacks couldn't go to white schools. That's why there are historically uh, black colleges and universities in the United States. They they don't even, well, just he took it upon himself. Wow, what resilience. Good for you, Booker T. Washington. Right. Well, and I think you're on to something with the it's not really about guilt. It's that they don't want people to feel bad because then you would be obligated to do something to support equality, to support policies that would have people getting reparations. I mean, whatever the case may be. To right some of the historical wrongs that have been committed upon marginalized and oppressed groups in the United States. Right. And so it's 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 no coincidence that you heard two messages at the same time, that you don't need to essentially feel bad about the historical wrongs of the past, and that really the answer is to be self-reliant. Yeah. And to... Um, you know, when life gets unfair, at least you can always help yourself if you're self-reliant. Right. Right. So no matter how hard things get, no matter how much discrimination you face. Bootstraps. 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 Exactly. As long yeah. as you have created a self-reliant character, yeah. then you're going to be fine. Why yeah. do you need anyone to help you? Why do you need a government program? Why do you need policies to create equity? Hap- you should just be self-reliant. Happy ending. Right. So we see the indoctrination coming through. Remember, Florida teachers will be able to play this in their classrooms to teach people how life works. And now you won't (laughs) even be worried about being fired. Yeah, that's so great. (laughs) Good good for them. So one clip that I didn't get, because again, you you said like I didn't play a segment that really jumped out at you. Some of these videos are like... Eight, nine, ten minutes long, right? Yeah, sometimes 13 minutes. And there was one where they went back in time to meet Martin Luther King Jr. I forgot what the lesson was supposed to be about this. Oh, uh, Layla stands up to bullies on behalf of her friend and Mm. needs some reassurance that she did the right thing and didn't go overboard by raising her voice because it's about nonviolence. Oh, right. Yes. (laughs) And uh, they go back to... 
April 3rd, 1968. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this date rings a bell for you, but it's the day before MLK was assassinated. Right. They didn't even warn him. By a white supremacist. They, well, they didn't, didn't even warn him. him. <laughs> they're going to go back to the day before he's assassinated and like, they're not ahead. even... By the way, just to put a bug in your ear, I mean, it's like a Marty Doc, uh, Doc Brown situation where, you, no, Marty, don't give me the note. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, they were worried about the butterfly effect. Um MLK was giving a speech to support the Memphis sanitation workers' strike. It's his I've been to the mountaintop speech. And they stand there discussing with him the I have a dream speech, the March on Washington. And in the the video, th- their version of Martin Luther King Jr. is talking about how supportive people of every race were and how they showed up to the March of on Washington. Really? Yes. And I found it so remarkable because, of course, we know there's there's polling from the 60s. You know, Gallup polls has been doing polling yeah. on this for this a long time. This is something time. we talked about a lot on this show. To put in perspective, we the Republicans have whitewashed the history of the civil rights movement. Absolutely. They, they act like everybody was on board the whole time, that... Even during that time, there was massive support, and the polling does not bear that out. It was very unpopular in the... The thing that's super popular and accepted now was very unpopular back then. Yeah, so in uh, May to June of 1961, they did a poll where they asked if people think sit-ins at lunch counters and freedom buses or other demonstrations by black people will hurt or help their chances of being integrated into the South. And 57% said it would hurt. So not supportive. A vast majority, almost 60% said these things that are are just uh, lionized now, universally understood as good and moving the needle were looked upon as, no, 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 that's the wrong way to protest. If that rings a bell, it should, and I hope it does, because... That's the narrative we hear now with every race protest related to inequality, inequity, uh, Black Lives Matter, police brutality. It's no, 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 no. Don't protest like that. No. Oh, you want to silently take a knee while the national... No, 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 no. That's the wrong way to do it. They never say what the right way is, but it's the same thing that was happening in the 60s. No, that's the wrong way to protest, even though those things that were the quote-unquote wrong way to protest actually made a difference and got us to where we are right now. Right. And the March on Washington happened in August 1963. And Gallup did another poll in June of 1963, so before the March on Washington. Mm -hmm. And they said, do you think mass demonstrations by black people are more likely to help or more likely to hurt the cause for racial equality? And in June 1963, 60% said hurt. Yeah. And then a year later, it went up to 74%. Yeah. It increased from 60 to 74% in one year. Yeah. So people like to think back on this time and say that there was, you know, widespread support for Martin Luther King Jr. and for these demonstrations, but no, there was not. Yeah, no, it, there was not. The other thing that people like to do is, look, oh, I would for sure be on the right side of history. Well, if you're not on the right side now, you, there's not a fucking chance you'd been on the right side then. Right. If you're not fighting for racial justice now and social justice now, you would have been part of the wrong side of history then. Yeah. it. I know it's completely different, but it's reminding me of the Sinead O'Connor discourse right now, actually, because yeah. she just passed away. 
And the clip of her on Saturday Night Live tearing up the photo of the Pope is making the rounds. And at the time, she was... She was banned from SNL for life, for one thing. Right. And widely criticized. All kinds of celebrities came forward to mock her. Even Madonna made a joke and tore some other picture of something else up. Yeah. Lame. And of course, it was a protest for abuse in the Catholic Church. And we know how correct... Yeah. Sinead O'Connor was to tear up a photo of the Pope in given, protest, given the widespread abuse in, in the Catholic the Church. The thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, abused and raped children at the hands of Catholic clergy. So my point there being that a lot of people are coming out supporting her now that she's dead, but right. at the time it was very controversial and she d- she didn't have a lot of support. Yeah. So it is helpful, I think, to think about these things because we can forget that we should be supporting the difficult things now. Yeah. Um, another topic, I know you're just like uh, so excited to hear <laughs> what is the next thing. It's Columbus. Oh, of course they did a video on Columbus. It's Columbus. So, again, this is Leo and Layla, the time-traveling kids, and they decided to go back in time and learn a history lesson from Columbus. From Columbus. I'm sorry, Mr. Columbus, but I heard at school that you spoiled paradise and you brought slavery and murder to peaceful people. Leo? (laughs) Sorry. It's what I read and heard at school. Caramba! Those are some accusations. The place I discovered was beautiful, but it wasn't exactly a paradise of civilization, and the native people were far from peaceful. But you just said the Taino were peaceful. They pretty much are. But there are other tribes who aren't. The Taino I had met had cuts and scars and bruises all over them. I asked why, and they told me about the Caribs, who are vicious, warring cannibals. Cannibals? Like they... Eat people. See. Whoa. Right? Hey, all the things that are bad in the world I come from, jealousy, lying, murder, war, it all exists in the land I just found, too. But in Europe, we draw the line at things like eating people and human sacrifice. Some of the native folks from where I just left do those things regularly. So, these people in your time who think it was a peaceful paradise are misinformed. Or lying. Yeah, but what about slavery? You didn't deny that. Deny? No. Slavery is as old as time and has taken place in every corner of the world even amongst the people I just left. Being taken as a slave is better than being killed, no? I don't see the problem. Well, in our time, we view slavery as being evil and terrible. Ah, magnifico, that's wonderful. I am glad humanity has reached such a time. But you said you're from 500 years in the future? How can you come here to the 15th century and judge me by your standards from the 21st century? For those in the future to look back and do this is, well, estupido. Are you calling me dumb? Certainly not. I can tell you're a very smart young lady. But the idea of throwing away the past because of your present values is... Listen, I love and am thankful for the ancient Greeks, but they did lots of things that here in 1493 I do not agree with. They permitted lifestyles and worshipped gods that, as a Christian, I think is very bad. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't respect and honor all the incredible and amazing things they did. 
So good and bad is based on the time you live in? That is a great question. I told you I knew you were smart. Some things are clearly bad, no matter when they happen. But for other things, before you judge, you must ask yourself, what did the culture and society of the time treat as no big deal? Not everyone can time travel as you do and see how normal becomes very not normal. So who knew? Who knew that we would get content from Dennis Prager making the case for moral relativism? Yeah, no kidding. Normally, it's moral absolutism from Dennis Prager because he's a religious fundamentalist that believes God has determined what is inherently right and wrong. Yeah, oh yeah, very, very explicit about it. Yeah, but yeah. now suddenly we need to incorporate the cultural contexts yeah, yeah, in yeah. which people come from to determine what is right and wrong. Could it be a more problematic I mean, the only way to make that accent worse is like, a, I'm a punch you in the face. Uh, you know what I mean? He's like a he's like a the like the chef boyardee guy in the in the fifties in the commercials. Yeah, the accents are not strong. <laughs> not strong. Let me let me just enlighten a few people who may not know a lot about uh, Christopher Columbus. Uh, we're gonna time travel right now, now and meet him. Well, we're gonna go back sixteen years to a Guardian article. So yeah, a little oh, bit of okay. time travel. Um, Christopher Columbus was known as a maniac and an abusive psycho by his own contemporaries. He was made governor of this Spanish colony and ended up in shackles brought back to Spain to face trial. He was brutal and monstrous, even by the people who were contemporary, like this idea that, oh, we look at him this way, but back then, everybody, hubba de dub oh, give me the D, oh, I'm about to watch it, eat it as a spaghetti. Wait, were you the one doing the voice? Were you paid <laughs> by Dennis Prager? Let me read a little bit from this article. Um, Lost document reveals Columbus as tyrant of the Caribbean. Christopher Columbus, the man credited with discovering the Americas, was a greedy and vindictive tyrant who saved some of the most violent punishments for his own followers, according to a document uncovered by Spanish historians. As governor and viceroy of the Indies, Columbus imposed iron discipline on the first Spanish colony in the Americas in what is now the Caribbean country of the Dominican Republic. Punishments included cutting off people's ears and noses, parading women naked through the streets, and selling them into slavery. And once again, before I read these final three paragraphs, these are not indigenous people. If he's treating his own, the people who share his culture and his heritage and his religion, if he's treating them like this, how in the fuck do you think he was treating what we commonly refer to as Indians or the indigenous? Mm -hmm. Columbus's government was characterized by a form of tyranny. Consuelo Varela, a Spanish historian who has seen the document, told journalists, one man caught stealing corn had his nose and ears cut off, was placed in shackles, and was then auctioned off as a slave. A woman who dared to suggest that Columbus was of lowly birth was punished by his brother Bartolome, who had also traveled to the Caribbean. She was stripped naked, the woman who accused him, or said this of him, was stripped naked and paraded around the colony on the back of a mule. 
Bartolome ordered that her tongue be cut out, said Miss Varela. Christopher congratulated him for defending the family. So, according to Dennis Prager and Prager U, a wonderful man. Oh, it's a no problem. But, you know, the, 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 the facts of history and the documentation that has been laboriously poured over by historians tells a different picture. In fact, like I said, he was arrested and brought back to Spain in shackles on a ship and fired from his job as governor and viceroy of the Indies. Well, and this was actually a, a prominent theme throughout the videos whenever slavery came up is that they would talk about, like you heard in this clip, that slavery is as old as time, it existed all over, and that it was just the way things were, and so how can you come back and judge us? And we've we've had conversations like this with people in, in recent months, and I think anytime you are talking about presidents, for example, this comes up sure. too, right? And... The thing is, the um, enslaved people, they probably knew it was wrong. <laughs> right. There, there certainly was a faction who knew it was wrong. Listen, absolutely, the, the farther you go back in time, there's going to be a period where it just was the way. And the more modern you get, the less that excuse can be made. But that's not, there is no nuance here with the Dennis Prager curriculum that is now fully approved free from arrest or firing, excuse me, um, for teaching in elementary schools in Florida. Yeah, I also want to say that clip reminded me of my own indoctrination because I was raised by white supremacist parents. And um, I remember in fourth grade, my mom actually came to the school and demanded that I sit outside of the classroom during a lesson on Native people. And part of that was because when I got home, you know, we were told the quote unquote true history that the school wasn't teaching us right. about how violent the population was and how they scalped blonde women for their pretty blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. And right. um, I mean, of course, this little cartoon is less severe than that. But really, it's of the same spirit, I think. They're yeah, trying absolutely. to get at the same things, which is to justify horror yeah. by indoctrinating and telling kids lies. So this last one that we're going to get to, this last clip, it's going to blow your mind. I almost want to play it and have you guess what it could possibly be about. Should we do that? Let's Should we just, just play it and then you guys can, as you're listening to it, like think of the political topic that they could be getting at here. Timon, Clara, and grandfather Jacob are encouraging Anya by sharing their own stories of perseverance. Timon remembers having to meet people late at night in a freezing cellar to avoid the communist authorities. But that didn't stop him from sharing his ideas. Grandfather Jacob tells her about the Warsaw Uprising, when the city's Jews fought back against the Nazis. Jacob remembers helping smuggle food, blankets, and even ammunition to the Jewish resistance fighters through sewer tunnels. Through her family's stories, Anya is realizing that fighting oppression is risky and that it always takes courage. Do you want to guess? Well, I know because I see the label of the clip. Oh, okay. But there's, if I didn't know, there's no fucking way in a thousand years that I would have guessed that it's about climate change. Yeah, so <laughs> the character Anya that they're that they're talking about there, she learns about climate change in school and 
her parents are climate change deniers. And so she becomes a, a climate change denier. And then she's ostracized by her peers who barely talk to her mm. anymore once they learn that she <laughs> is a climate change denialist. And so it helps her to learn from her, her various family members about being ostracized. Oh, and, and oppression. Yes. Yeah, because that that's the oppressed group in America. It's science deniers. Yeah, and so she feels comforted by her grandfather's story about the Warsaw Uprising uh, when the, the city's Jewish people fought back against Nazis. Wow. Because she can really take that lesson to heart and take it with her to school as she's being ostracized by her peers for denying climate change. <laughs> Welcome to the facts, children of Florida. So, Florida, what are you going to do? I mean, this is some scary stuff. Also, what have you done? You elected Ron DeSantis as pre- as, as your president, as, as your governor. What have you done? What have you done? <laughs> by the way, can we shift gears Quickly here, very uh, abruptly. R- Ron DeSantis ain't ready for prime time. <laughs> Am I, every clip of him, I love just watching him talk to people. I wish being, I could follow him around. He's just an awkward, herky jerky. Just it's like one of those science fiction movies where an alien comes down and takes human form and has to like mimic, like Starman. Little bit jumpy. That's probably a yeah, the an way, age reference, but the way that it is, the way that people <laughs> make fun of Mark Zuckerberg, I think is actually intended for Ron DeSantis. Yes. I haven't I haven't really seen Mark Zuckerberg interact with people. Very apt. But it the joke that they make about Mark Zuckerberg, I think, is actually the case for Ron DeSantis. Just listen to him in this clip. Try to talk to this child. Oh, what is that? An icy? Yeah. That's probably a lot of sugar, huh? Good to see you. Huh? Good to see you. Huh? Oh, oh, that's oh, what? What's that? What? What do you have there, child? <laughs> Is that an icy that they sell at convenience stores? <laughs> calculating, calculating. Oh, there must be a lot of sugar contained <laughs> in that frozen drink, child. Oh, oh my God! You're going to become obese, human child. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, this reminded me of when Donald Trump, do you remember he was like calling children on Christmas? And, oh, and yes. He talked to like a seven-year-old or something. Like and, trying to talk him out of believing in Santa? Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas. How are you? How are you doing? How old are you, Coleman? Thank you so much. Seven. Wow, that's pretty good, right? Is everything good? You doing well in school? Hello. Good evening. Well, that's very good. Well, you just have a good time. Are you still a believer in Santa? Because at seven, it's marginal, right? Merry Christmas. You still believe in Santa because at seven, it's marginal, right? You know how seven-year-olds understand how to be talked to. It's Mm -hmm. marginal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, Mr. President. It's marginal. It's seven years old to believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, and I think the other problem, going back to Ron DeSantis, is that he genuinely seems to not like people. Yeah. And it really comes through every interaction that he has. So he'll try to... There was a new video of him trying to talk to a a kid. He's, like, going to these fairs, and he's talking to a kid who is probably in a 4-H program and is taking care of a cow. And he's like, oh, you know how to take care of that cow? Oh, good job. 
good to see. Like, it's just yeah, so strange. It, cringy as fuck. And you have Every to, interaction. You have to at least pretend that you give a shit about people. Listen, uh, there, there's, there's a phrase that's used a lot in politics, especially on the campaign trail, and it's retail politics. And you have to be able to... To, to, to shake hands and kiss babies and interact with other people and be likable. I mean, think Sell about, yourself. Yeah, think about some of the of the, the storied politicians of our time. I love them or hate them. People like George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan. These people could, they were men of the people, so to speak. They could, they could glad hand and get along and slap people on the back and be slapped on the back and have a beer. Ron DeSantis... And to a shockingly a lesser extent, Trump just not good at this at all. How have they attained the level of success in politics that they have, being so fucking bad at relating to other human beings mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or ostensible, ostensibly yeah. humans? Yeah, I I don't know, but uh, Ron DeSantis campaign not doing well. Not yeah, going yeah. well. and On the ropes. Yeah. I think he knows that and is probably disappointed. I think it exacerbates. We're seeing like his self-hate come through yeah, every interaction. I think, I think it makes the, the, the frustration or the anxiety about making every moment count. He's just like, he's not good under pressure because it's making it worse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And now he's making it worse for the children of Florida to wrap this segment and wrap the show. Um, if you live in Florida... You need to start making noise about this because it's like I've talked about for years now. The the young generation who came up with the only president they've really known, like fundamentally understanding the world. Because when you're like five, you don't know about president. You don't know. But when you come of age understanding politics a little bit and understanding history and understanding our government and the president – if you come of age having Donald Trump be the only example that you know, it it's going to fundamentally warp and pervert your your just understanding of of how things work in America. You know, you you didn't remember um, Barack Obama. If if Donald Trump's it, you think that's normal. And this is what's going to take place in Florida when they implement this, and teachers across the state on mass are going to start teaching this. This is going to be the foray into history and politics and how we deal with one another. And they're going to be lied to. Their fundamental understanding is going to be propaganda and lies. It's dangerous. We'd love to know what you think. Let us know. You can call, leave us a voicemail, 657-464-7609. And of course, as always, as always, as always, you can email us. I doubt it at dollamore.com. Once again, we would ask that if you get value from what we do, if you appreciate what we do and you'd like to help support the show, help produce the show, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick a tier and help support what we're doing. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It.